Um, all right, well, welcome everyone to dinner with a side of sci-fi. Uh, I'm Deva and I'm here with Jason. And today we're gonna to be making vegetarian Indian stew and talking about Foundation and Empire part one. Jason, you wanna tell us about the recipe? Yeah, absolutely. We're making um, vegetarian Indian stew from BettyCrocker.com. So, you know, very homey. <laughs> the ingredients all looked really good to me. It turns out that I couldn't find garam masala anywhere this morning, so I had to make it from scratch, so that was exciting. What is in garam masala? Like, what are the components? Let's see, it has, um, it has cinnamon, cloves, bay leaves, coriander seeds, and cardamom pods. And then sometimes it has mace. I couldn't find a recipe that included it, so I just didn't add it in. Fun, did you do it in your food processor? No, I used my magic bullet. Oh, smart. Well, I could not find it either, and I did not have some of the spices in it, but I did kind of make one uh, with the spices that I had on hand. So mine's gonna be a little less caraway, caraway seed and cardamom pods. <laughs> Before we jump into cooking, I'll give us a summary of Foundation and Empire Part 1, The General. So, so this book starts out, we have this guy, Belarus. He's a popular hawkish general who's been placed in, as a military administrator in the Galactic Empire fringe world of Suena, and he desperately wants to conquer on behalf of Emperor Cleon II, who is the last powerful emperor of the empire. After several years, he has heard rumors that there's these magicians out there, and people are talking about them, talking about people that can fly and float and glow and do all this other stuff, and they may be a threat to the Empire. So this might be a good excuse for him to go to war. He wants to find out more information about these magicians, so he goes to visit this guy, Dukum Bar. Now, Bar is actually the son of Onumbar, who we met in the last book. He mentioned his one son that was off on the spaceship doing his military duty. That's the dude that we're with now. So Dukumbar is Onumbar's son. And Onumbar it was visited by Obermallow, who was the last mayor of the foundation that we read about last time. And he's the one that did all the trickery with the personal shield and all that good stuff. So he actually still has the personal shield that, um, that Obermallow gave to the... What are the what are the what are the nuclear technicians called? Um, nuclear techs or something or tradesmen, something like that. So anyway, it was one of those guys that he gave the shield to. Dukumbar has been sort of reading up on this whole thing. His father met one of these magicians, and he's done his homework. He knows all about the foundation. He knows about Harry Seldon. He knows about psychohistory. And he tells Rios, basically, that the Foundation is destined to form the Second Empire. This is enough reason for Rios to go, well, I need to investigate this further. So he does. Eventually, he returns to Suena to speak to Bar again. And he decides that he wants to act on his findings and he's going to attack the Foundation. So he sends a letter into the Empire and requests some additional ships. Emperor Cleon says no. Rios sets up on a base on a wandering planet with no star. I thought that was kind of cool. It was kind of a planet drifting through the interstellar space. He's, he's holding Dukumbar as a prisoner slash advisor. You know, sort of like, you're helping me and that's great and I'm going to reward you for it, but if you cross me, I'm going to kill your family. And then they capture this traitor named Lather Devers. And Rios interrogates him. They're not really able to find any information. They aren't able to use their psychic probes to read his minds or anything. They keep him around for six months. And during this time, 
Devers and Barr kind of become friends, or at least confidants of each other, and Barr confesses his hatred of the Empire to Devers, and, it tur- and he explains to Devers that the Empire destroyed his whole family and his sister, who his father was hoping was alive in the last book. Turns out she committed suicide, so that was sad. And then Devers actually knows about Barr's family because Oprah Merrow's visit to his father is famous in the Foundation, so he grew up learning about it. After lots and lots of talking between the two of them, they escape by attacking Rios, and they steal a piece of evidence that could be used to misleadingly say that Rios is planning to overthrow the Emperor. So they're going to escape and get out of there, and they're going to go to Terminus, and they're going to try to get rid of Rios. The timing's critical, because at this point, Rios has been systematically taking over every star system around the Foundation, and he's finally completed his trap and he's ready to attack them. They get all the way into the galactic capital Trantor in hopes of turning the Emperor against them. They end up failing in their mission because they don't get to talk to the Emperor, but it doesn't really matter. The Emperor's already decided that Rios is too popular and recalled him to Trantor anyway. Barr goes on to explain psychohistory and explain, you know, that basically it didn't matter what we did because Harry Seldon projected the outcome already. I thought it was kind of an interesting ending because I kind of said they don't really have free will in a way, right? Or it's like, you know, he keeps saying that they have free will as like an individual, but just like the big broad strokes of history are kind of set. Yeah. This one was really interesting because this is the first time we really have had no actual encounter with the Foundation itself. Yeah. Yeah. The traitor is technically a citizen of the Foundation, but he's just kind of a traitor spy and... He didn't even know what psychohistory was. And I liked him, too, because he was really interesting as a character than some of the other characters have been. Like, he seemed a little more colorful. Yeah. His language was a little more normal-seeming. You know, he was, he, he, you know, he was like a salesman kind of guy. You know, he, he had a personality. So I, I thought that was interesting. And I'm wondering if that's just because Isaac Asimov is getting better at writing at this point. Well, what's interesting is I, I don't know if it's verified, but I guess that he was originally supposed to be the same traitor from part four of Federation, which would make sense. He kind of has the same kind of personality as that traitor did. He called everyone Doc. I got a very strong Bug, Bugs Bunny vibe from him. <laughs> yeah, he did call everyone Doc. You know, what's up, Doc? I don't think he actually said what's up, Doc, but he, he did say what gives Doc at least once. They did jump around in hyperspace, which I know you've been talking about. And he was saying, he's like, we just jumped without knowing where we were going. We're lucky we didn't end up inside of a sun. And they were trying to go to Terminus to go to the Foundation, but they ended up going to Trantor. And I was excited to see Trantor again. Yeah. And it was neat because this is 200 years after we saw it last. Yeah. You don't get to see a lot of it, but, you know, it really is very... um... It seems more corrupt, right? Yeah, it does, because, um, okay, let me see if I can say their names. Uh, Mr. Barr and Devers, they get to Trantor, and Dunn is a citizen of the Empire, because he's from Sawena, so he's able to just, they're like, okay, come on in, but Devars isn't, so he has to essentially bribe them to allow him to come onto Trantor. But Bars is like, he's really good at this whole like bribe thing. So like he managed to like skip all the steps and use all their money on one guy at the top, which was pretty, you know, the guy's like, well, obviously you talked to other people already because otherwise, how would you have gotten here? <laughs> yes, exactly. I just chopped my onions. My onion is chopped and it's getting ready to go 
I haven't added the to the pan yet. So what's our first step? We're gonna add butter. So you have to add butter. You have to let the butter. So I'm starting that. Okay. This was another one of those annoying recipes where it had like cups of onions. Yeah, like why don't they just say one onion? I mean, I get that onions vary in size, but same thing with the potato. It was like one cup of diced potatoes. I'm doing like two potatoes in this thing. Oh man, I love potatoes. I like ordered out this weekend and I ordered this like super fancy vegan dish from a fancy restaurant. It was like $30. And it was basically like cauliflower and potatoes and asparagus. <laughs> I mean, it was really good. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I spent $30 on this. And I am actually at my friend's house dog sitting today. So I'm in a different kitchen. So I'm a little like, oh, what's going on? And the dogs are like really, really cute. And they're just like staring at me. What kind of dogs is? Um, one's a corgi. Aww. And the other one looks kind of like a golden, but she's really fluffy and like yellow. Or he, he's a boy. He just gave me eyes. He's like, I'm a boy. My husband, Mark, is stowed away in the other room with our dogs because they, do, they don't stay quiet. <laughs> well, these guys bark if someone comes to the door, but the mailman has already come. Yeah, no Amazon packages because you don't live there. Yep. <laughs> Although I guess I could order like an Amazon now just to get the, do get the dogs to bark. <laughs> Yeah, I did my onions kind of coarse too. I usually do them pretty fine, but I'm like, this is gonna be simmering for a while, so. That's my thinking. They're gonna be soft and mushy and I'm not gonna have to worry about them being undercooked at all. You know, I don't know why I don't make stuff like this more often. It's like really easy and you use a ton of vegetables. And it makes great lunch for later in the week. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to just pop in the microwave. Pop it over some rice and you're good to go. Yeah. Are you doing it with rice? Uh, yes, I am. I'm kind of cheating. I have microwave rice. <laughs> I'm only cheating in terms of time because I made my rice already. I haven't made rice in a while. And I was like, I don't want to try to do that at my friend's house and like make a bunch of dishes. Like this is pretty much one pot too. That's nice. Yeah, I'm excited about the one pot. You just, just keep dumping it in. Just add this, add that. This is my worst onion chop I think I've ever done. Oh, really? <laughs> nice. I love onions though, I'm super excited. Okay. So how long do we let that simmer on medium heat, right? For like five minutes or something? Let's see, so add onions, cook about three minutes until softened. Then we're gonna add the, um, the garam masala and the garlic powder and then cook another three to five minutes until fragrance and brown. I have a bunch of garlic at home, like garlic cloves and I stopped at the store and I got pre-diced garlic, you know, but it's like in a squeeze tube. I was gonna get like another clove, but I was like, ooh, look at this. And then also I saw that Chobani is now doing a Greek yogurt squeeze tube because they were like, people use this as sour cream. And I'm like, that's how I use it. Like, this is super exciting. Have you tried the freeze-dried garlic? It's actually pretty good. You just add water and it just kind of becomes garlic again. Oh, I'm just opening the curry powder. It smells so good. I never use um, coriander seeds for anything. So I just, I just increased the recipe to use the entire jar. <laughs> so the whole house smells like all that stuff just ground up. I made a huge bowl of garam masala now. Nice. You can sell it, Jason. I could. You can like package it and be like Laurel made garam masala. I'd buy that. Mm. So what did you think of like, um, the empire at this point? It seemed pretty powerful still, you know, like they were able to, you know, capture a couple of the territories, 
closest to the foundation and terminus. Um, they had a lot of ships. You know, they still didn't have the the really micro nuclear technology that the foundation has. You know, they still had bigger nuclear things. Like they they weren't really aware of the of the personal shields that the foundation has, and like the the uh, psychic blocks that they could use so that people couldn't read their minds or like hear their 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 uh, discussions. They're little bracelets and. Uh, so I thought, and, and Bell Rios seemed pretty, uh, he seemed pretty kind of like generic, like uh, commander, general type person. What, the one thing I didn't get is he only had, so he had 10 ships, and then even though he got denied early on for more ships, he ends up getting more ships when, um, when ML Broadrig comes. Yes, and he's the other Empire guy. He's the youngest son of the Emperor, but he's despised. And it sounds like he's just like a real tyrant. Yeah, and he's really mean. Everyone thinks that as soon as the emperor dies, he's going to die. Well, and he was even like cruel. Like they were saying like he would, he would just kill people for fun. He would tell his, his uh, peons to just kill people whenever he felt like it. So he was a little, a little more menacing than some of the other people we've encountered. But he just kind of just, once he gets there, he doesn't really seem to make much of a difference. Yeah, and the, it's like the emperor feels threatened by them and he accuses them of treason or tr planning to overthrow the emperor. And that's kind of how the problem gets solved. You know, they, right. they get called back. I think they get, you know, probably killed, executed. The foundation, the threat, the foundation is over. Yeah. Which I didn't really understand why that, is that just because they didn't have the good military power anymore from Rios? Is that why, like, the threat ended? Like, the little, like... No, the threat ended because Rios got recalled. And he was the one driving it, so... So they couldn't have someone else do it? They were like, oh, whatever, we're just gonna give up? Yeah, I think it wasn't a priority. Yeah, that's true. And that's what they were saying at the end. They're like, you know, the Emperor... The Empire is... There's too much infighting right now. There's too much suspicion between the emperor and all of his generals. Half of the emperors had been generals or military people that overthrew the emperor, killed him, and like just, you know, kind of stole the role. So there's just like no trust, uh, no consistency. It's just civil war constantly. And they indicated that the empire was going to fall into civil war after this again. I just added my garam masala. Add mine. Oh yeah. I don't know how I can let this cook though. There's like no, there's no. Oh my god, that smells so good. Yum. I guess I could add more butter. Do it, do it. Yeah, I wasn't like super excited about this recipe at first, but then when I started like getting all the stuff out to make it, I was like, ooh, this looks good. And it smells good. It just looks like it was gonna be satisfying to me. Yeah. I'm really excited to eat it. I guess we have to wait another minute or two before we add the ginger root and garlic. Fragrant. Then we're going to add the carrots and the potatoes. Ginger root. Ginger root. Yum, 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 yum. I know. I was skinning it and I just, I can't wait. I haven't, I haven't actually diced mine yet, so. Yeah, so... Uh, the book, I kind of don't really remember this book very well. This part, like the next part that we're going to read, The Mule, always has stuck out in my head better. Oh, okay. So you remember this one. Okay. I don't really remember the general very well. The names kind of were a little familiar. Um, and 
you know, I didn't really love this part as much as the other ones. You know, I still thought it was interesting, but it was just kind of anticlimactic how the, like, our two heroes kind of really didn't do anything. Yeah, they went through a lot of trouble for nothing. Yeah. And they even said, like, you know, we just, like, we didn't do anything. Like, we went to Trantor, we tried to do something, and it, like, didn't work. Well, in the end, they ended up accomplishing exactly what, I mean, what they wanted to do ends up happening. Yeah. So I guess, I guess that proves that it's a Harry Seldon crisis because it's the only possible outcome. That's true. It's funny, too, we're not seeing uh, Harry Seldon anymore. I know. I hope he shows up at some point. I mean, his name keeps coming up. I think he does show up in the next one. Okay. I can. I think I can hear you chopping your uh, ginger root. Maybe you chopping that right? I'm. I'm grating it. Oh, I can hear it. You could probably smell it. Sounds good. Oh, it smells so good in here. Garlic. Yeah, so now we're basically gonna add everything else. I'm gonna let the ginger root and the garlic cook for a bit, and then I'm going to. Um, Start doing my potatoes and my carrots. Did you cut yours already? I cut my potatoes. I was doing that while we were just talking. I have not done my carrots yet though, so. I'm putting a little extra garlic in mine. Oh yeah, I, I, I doubled it. Two, two cloves? What recipe has two cloves of garlic? Oh my God, I want to eat this now. There's like nothing in it yet. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, I know it smells absolutely amazing. And Jason and I are still social distancing and doing these from our own kitchens so we don't give each other the, our germs. Okay, I'm ready to add my potatoes and all my other stuff. Yeah, I just added my carrots and potatoes. Do we add the chickpeas now too? Yeah, the chickpeas now and the, um, and the coconut milk and the diced tomatoes. I gotta open my tomatoes. Okay, chickpeas. Oh yeah. Turn it up a little bit. Do we add vegetable broth at some point? Yeah, now is when you add that as well. Okay, so just everything gets added. Yep. Yeah, because now we're just basically um, heat to boiling and reduce on a medium-low simmer. All right, where's my cup? Where is my cup? There it is. I'm going to a bigger pot. We're going to need a bigger pot. So much for my one-pot meal. A one-pot meal is the last refuge of the incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it smells so good. The dogs even think it smells good. So did you like this part, uh, the general? I actually did, you know? So like the one thing I thought was interesting is Rios was definitely not typical. And the, one of the ways that I knew that was because in the encyclopedias, the envoy from the emperor didn't do any of his own research, um, didn't actually go to see anything. He just trusted the books. And we're, we found ourselves in a situation where Barr was kind of like that. Here he is right in the foundation's backyard and he's doing 40 years of research on them instead of just going there. <laughs> and Rios actually is like, well, I'm going to need to go there and see this with my own eyes. So, I, you know, I thought that was interesting because it's not typical. I mean, 200 years earlier, it wasn't even typical. I wonder if he had been born in the foundation, like what his life, how his life would have been different, you know? Or even at the peak of the empire. Yeah, because he really has that drive that like that isn't that isn't characteristic of the empire person. You know, they're decaying and declining, and he's kind of proactive and has kind of that foundation mindset. It all depends on what master he serves. Yeah, and I did think the like military part was interesting, just to read 
you know, about what, how they were trying to, you know, choke off the foundation and kind of engulf it. And they were just like, this little stupid planet, like, doesn't have anything. Like, how is this a threat, you know? I guess the threat is ideas. Like, even the most powerful ships, Rios has 10 ships, and some of them are basically useless because they were built in the last 50 years. And the, even the good ones were made with parts from better older ships. Decline, decline, decline. The Empire is dying. <laughs> so do you have any thoughts about where the um, other foundation is? So one foundation is on Terminus. You have any thoughts about where you think the other one is? Well, I know it's on the far extreme end of the galaxy, but I don't know any of the, um, the players yet. We did sort of end this one with, well, we don't have any em enemies. If the Empire's not a threat, then there are no threats. And the one guy's like, well, what about the other foundation? It's interesting that they're like, would consider that a threat too. And it makes sense. You know, even if someone is your, you know, originally you were, you were like one nation and then you split up and you don't see each other for 200 years. Like you're going to have your own interests in mind at that point if you ever reunify. So what, oh, just to go back to the recipe real quick. So mine did start boiling. So I turned it down to simmer. Okay. Am I supposed to cover it? No, no, because you actually want, you want it to reduce because we're making it, it's a stew. Okay. Yeah, you keep the lid on until it boils. Are the potatoes soft? No, I mean, they're like, they're not super hard, but they're not. Then I would leave it, I would leave it covered for a little while. It actually says simmer 30 to 45 minutes. Okay. Oh, that's so long. Well, just double the temperature and then it'll take half the time to cook. Isn't that how that works? <laughs> yeah, right? Why don't I just get like a nucleic oven that will do it in like 30 seconds? A nucleic oven? Oh, what was the dishwasher? It wasn't a dishwasher, it was a freezer. It was a... Yeah, they, like, they totally bribed the, set, the, one, the one sergeant guard with a freezer for the guy's wife. Yeah. So there, there's another woman in the Foundation trilogy. Yeah. These housewives are holding together the federation of the foundation. You know, the housewives really have the best deal in these books because they don't have to deal with any of the, like the uh, decline and fall. All they do is get like the new tech and get to use it and beautiful jewels. <laughs> yeah, they just get gadgets and, and jewelry. Yeah, I thought that was funny how he was like bribing that, that guy. What was his name? Broderick or Leck, Sergeant Leck. Yeah, he, was, he became friends with the two, you know. He was very cordial, except, hey, you guys killed the, killed the general. They didn't, but he thought they did. I like that. So in the book, uh, Rio was going to do the psychic probe on them again. He took off their bracelets that were, like, supposedly giving a static field to the psychic probe. And, like, as he was doing that, Barr picks up a, a bust, a crystal bust of the emperor and, like, smashes him on the head with it. <laughs> Which I was like, that's a very, like, simple solution to a complicated problem. He's like, me smashy you. Sergeant Lex like, oh my gosh, you killed Rios. I'm going to actually do my job now and not take bribes and, you know, try to fight. And they just instantly shoot him and he dies. Or Bar shoots him. Well, at least his wife got a freezer out of it. Yeah, I mean, she got a freezer. Um, someone got some books out of the deal, you know. It's a pretty good run for him. This is looking good. I'm gonna try one of my carrots. My carrots are pretty small because I started with baby carrots. Mm. So I think they'll be okay. I, I did baby carrots too. I think my, mine's ready. I just turned off my heat. I'm stirring in some cornstarch. Oh, there you go. Very little, I just did a tablespoon for the whole big pot. 
And now for the plating. That's what I'm doing. I'm gonna put a tomato on top of mine. Oh yeah, this looks good. I'm definitely gonna make this again. I, you know, I don't usually put this much tomatoes in my curries and it's really nice. Well, you know, for certain Indian curries, you know, they're basically just tomato sauces. Yeah, like the, the chicken tikka masala, like everyone's favorite dish. Whenever we get Indian food with my family, we have to get like eight chicken tikka masalas. <laughs> I'm a chicken vindaloo guy. I am a Navaratan korma gal or malai kofta. Mark gave me a hard time because we actually did an Indian last night also. <laughs> I mean, that's living the dream, really. You never have too much Indian. Yeah, like, yes. I'm getting ready to take my picture. Okay, I took mine. And I just made myself a big messy bowl of it that doesn't look as pretty. Oh, this looks way better than last week's, for mine at least. There we go, I just sent it. Ooh, your potatoes are big. I kind of wanted big potatoes. And that bay leaf. And then, yeah, I did little bay leaves for prettiness. So I'm giving a bowl to Mark. Here you go, Pookie. Thank you. Cool, yeah, so I guess so next, next week we'll be discussing um, Foundation Empire Part 2 Old the Mule. All right. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. All right. Have a great night. Bye.